Welcome to Romage, a podcast about books, people, and life. I'm your host, Amaya Dharmasiri. Would you like a new perspective on how to live the life you always dreamt of? Self-help materials now come in many forms and they promise to guide you to be a better version of yourself. But then again, why do so many people hate self-help? We have Chatumi Thumbwavila here today to talk about the international bestseller, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. very first guest i have my one of my best friends from university chatumi thumbavila hi chatumi hi amaya <laughs> hi hi so uh, chatumi i met her in the university i think on the very first day i met her actually and now she is the vice president education of our university gavel club through which i got to work with her very closely she is uh, one of my best friends and i am really thrilled to have you here for my very first podcast Yes. So uh, I also met Amaya like in the same way on the very first day of uni. I'm really glad I get to work with you at Gavel Club and uh, now here and I'm so proud to be uh, one of the first guests at your podcast and I hope this podcast goes places and I become famous someday. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Okay, so uh what we're basically going to do today is uh We are going to talk about a a book that Chatumi recommended me to read. It's one of her favorites. So this book is The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. It is an international bestseller. So according to the book cover, 3 million copies have been sold worldwide. Yeah, so this book was uh, is written by Robin Sharma. So he's uh actually known to be one of these um I don't know, some sort of a life coach. Uh, I hope that's mm-hmm. like that's very uh that's a very famous term right now everywhere and like uh, he um he does life coaching sessions for people all around the world so uh when it comes to the book it is about um a lawyer named Julian Mantel who uh, just like in the title uh sells his ferrari and goes on to india to become a monk So that's basically what the book is about. Although at first uh sight it seems like the book is going to be something where uh the monk who sold his Ferrari is going to be relating his story. Uh, it is more like a conversation between the monk and one of his uh, best friends uh who's still a lawyer. Um and in their conversation a lot of things that this person who left his uh, layman life to become a monk um relates uh regarding his experiences brought out so i think that's mm-hmm. what the book is basically about yeah so like uh, basically he sells his ferrari and all of his you know material belongings and then goes in search of a higher wisdom to india so yes. that's uh, basically where everybody goes in search of wisdom uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um 
he comes back and relates the story so chatham uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you came across this book as in where, where did you get the recommendation or how did you like what is the background of you reading the book yeah so first i got to know about this book when i was doing seema where one of the lecturers told that there is this book uh, named the monk who sold his ferrari which was written by robin sharma and all of you should read it that's what he said uh, mm-hmm. along with some other recommendations of books like rich dad poor dad etc that actually mm-hmm. gives us yeah that's um, that's a very good book yeah, yeah that gives oh, yeah, us yes yeah, so i only got into reading like only half of rich dad and poor dad and i actually mm-hmm. never read uh, the monk who sold his ferrari at the time which is about 3 years mm-hmm. ago and then last year i was actually going through this uh, crisis where i was really worried about what i was going to do with my life because although i'm doing an engineering degree i'm not sure if that's where my real passion lies and um yeah. uh, i was having this whole crisis uh, something mm-hmm. like people call midlife crisis but i was having it at 22 and i was wondering <laughs> um what i really wanted to do with life the purpose of life mm-hmm. etc and uh, i was feeling sort of helpless and i didn't i didn't feel like i there there was there were a lot of people i could actually get help from so i turned mm-hmm. to google and i went to uh, watching ted talks etc about uh, these things and uh, i had also i also felt like i had i was a very avid reader when i was small but i had stopped reading books as well exactly. after exactly <laughs> that happens that happens to me as well yeah, <laughs> that's like a really bad feeling when you actually realize it it hits you yeah. it hits you at one moment that you had stopped reading books and uh, you feel really bad about it so i thought I, that yeah, i know so that, that was the very reason why i started why i wanted to start this podcast as well so that i can actually get to read more books yeah so yeah so it's the same thing so i i i also wanted to start reading more books so i started looking for books to read and i was also very uh, a person who only read fiction like specifically and then same here, yeah yeah and then i decided that i was going to change my mindset from that and actually start reading books about um life the meaning of life the purpose of life i mean it's somebody uh, whether the person is telling the truth or not it's going to be somebody else's perspective it's all, always good to know yes. that so i that's how i actually came across this book again and then i i actually read it in the beginning of this year and it has actually given me a better and a much broader mm-hmm. perspective about life yeah that's uh, that's really good i mean uh, when chatham recommended me the book i haven't myself like haven't read a lot of self help sort of books i just like chatham i was uh, very uh, you know almost addicted to fiction <laughs> so when i came to university only i got you know exposed to this world of non fictions so i since then i read uh, several non fictions that i really loved even though now this book is uh, somewhere in between a fiction and a non fiction yeah. i'm not sure yeah uh, when chatham recommended me the book i actually read it from cover to cover which i don't usually do with a lot of non fiction books i when when i usually read a non fiction book i read uh, the chapter lists uh, the contents and read some uh, in the you know the beginning of the chapter and end of the chapter try to figure out what the author is trying to bring about but with this book uh, this book had some kind of a narration yeah so i read it cover to cover 
and uh, I I actually enjoyed it just like uh, Chatham I really enjoyed it so in this book uh, the author suggests seven lessons through which uh, he suggests that a reader can improve his or her life so these seven lessons come along with many other techniques and practices that you can practically incorporate into your life and practice every day to make your life better to you know get your mind all in place and to develop basically yourself spiritually physically and mentally so mm-hmm. chatur was there anything specifically that uh, connected with you a lesson out of this seven um yeah so uh, i feel like all these seven lessons are like basic principles anybody can use to improve their lives and i also feel like he has uh, only put these seven lessons into um like the only reason that this person the re- the writer has uh, classified them into seven lessons is for someone who actually uh, is looking for a specific method to improve his life can use them but basically mm-hmm. throughout the story uh, he actually mentions a lot of um basic practices that a person can uh, incorporate into their life to uh, make their lives more wholesome and more better so for yeah. me i think um i'm not the kind of person that is very structured with my learning so uh, in the, <laughs> for for me in my head it's not just seven lessons it's it's bits and pieces of uh, the stories that he mentions and yeah. bits bits and pieces of the practices that he mentions that i have in my head uh it mm-hmm. it comes to improving mindfulness which is i think the first one master your mind yes. and i think all of them all of them is just inside my head as uh, simple practices so mm-hmm. it's not specifically uh seven lessons for me they are just uh, yeah, i think it's for the sake of you know simplicity and yeah, uh, for, for somebody yeah uh, for the readers to remember the story yeah, i think that's the, why they the have sense. put it but i i don't really relate to that uh method even like at the end of each chapter you may have seen that they have given a yeah, short given sort a summary of, yeah summary so yeah. i i don't relate to the summary so when i read it i'm like <laughs> i'm lost so for me it's the story and uh, the the image that it creates in my head that uh, stays in inside me so yeah uh, i think this so what was it what what is uh, the uh, thing that connected with you the most uh, i think it's uh, uh, i think it's about uh, the ma- mindfulness and mastering your mind mm-hmm. because i i i am a buddhist and uh, i actually believe in the philosophy of buddhism and it also talks a lot about how uh, mastering your mind is going to be what really uh, gives you uh, real content contentment mm-hmm. and real happiness so i believe in it and i have always wanted to try it out but I always thought because in Sri Lanka I mean not to criticize but most of the time uh, people uh, when they're like really old only they go into this uh, go yeah. Uh, yeah dive into all the Buddhist practices etc so I always mm-hmm. felt like when I was young so we are all still very young so I think you're allowed to make mistakes so I thought we don't, we don't need this in our lives right now yeah so I thought uh, I thought well I had time etc but uh but this book made me uh, connect with my mind and actually uh, try to practice mindfulness and try 
uh, try to improve my uh, connection with my mind, etc. So that I think yeah. was one good, really good thing that happened to me by reading this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the lesson that Chattami elaborated was uh, uh, master your mind, which is the first lesson uh, according to the structure of the book. which uh, which actually actually comes with uh, several techniques that the author suggests a reader should uh, try out in order to actually master their minds i actually liked uh, this specific practice that he brought out it's called the heart of rose mm-hmm. where he suggests that uh, we take a rose a flower and we go to a place that is uh, very you know silent and calm and we look at the flower we just look at the flower and don't think about anything else but the flower so it it uh, sounds very easy to do but uh, when you actually try to do it it's not uh, very easy i mean thousands of thoughts just uh, come and go uh, you have to like uh, forget everything else and just think about uh, the rose how beautiful it is the colors and the leaves and everything so actually satavi now you said this was your favorite lesson so did you actually get the chance to uh, practice this heart of rose or the opposition thinking or this set of techniques that the author suggests did you actually try them out uh, so i think for me the heart of rose is basically meditation it's uh, mm-hmm. whether you are looking at a rose per se or if you are just closing your eyes and focusing on your breathing i think it brings about the same effect but here the re- writer has written the book for in a way that it appeals to everybody so if you tell somebody who has never been in touch with meditation or be- never mm-hmm. been in touch with uh, yoga or something similar about the spiritual uh, context of living if if you tell this to someone who like this or someone who has never been in touch with their spiritual context then they are not going to start doing it all of a sudden just because some book tells exactly. it exactly so yeah. but if you so, tell something say it in a simple way like this like take a rose look at it it doesn't sound uh-huh. so um, spiritual Hard. yeah yeah it doesn't sound uh, very different or very disconnected from us mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like something that a monk would do so i think that yeah. <laughs> i think that is the technique that he has used in this heart of rose concept so mm-hmm. uh, i have not exactly tried this heart of rose concept because i mean you know like even in our school days we asked to practice meditation we are like almost forced to do it <laughs> so we are very much in touch with it so uh, i i have in 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 place of this heart of rose i have placed i have uh, uh i have started taking meditation seriously and trying to do it as often as i can and trying to improve mm-hmm. myself uh in the practice of meditation so that's what i have sort of uh, uh replaced this with yeah uh talking about but, my favorite lesson out of the seven actually yeah. is my uh, uh i mean all of this uh, seven lessons connected with me but yeah. if i were to select one i would go with the second one which is uh, follow your purpose yes so now this purpose has been uh, a, very, a kind of a big deal around uh, these recent times i don't know i have come across it uh, in several uh, scenarios yeah. this uh, robin sharma suggests that if you know your purpose uh if you work towards it then like all the other forces in the universe will come together to make that uh, work for you yes. so uh, as a technique he has suggested 
so this is also not uh, something new just like the heart of rose so what yeah. he suggests is that we take some uh, take few minutes of the day and actually take a piece of paper and write down what you actually want out of your life yes. i mean you might have a general idea as to what you want to do with your life but putting that into actual words writing that down and looking at it every day i think that mm-hmm. has an effect yeah yeah it does because yeah. uh, actually so, there's this other concept yeah, though, mm-hmm. uh there's this other concept also i don't know if you've heard something about vision boards and them actually come in true vision board is some so, oh, i'm not very familiar yeah so yeah, vision oh, board is board? something where actually uh, there's this famous for youtuber named lily singh he she's the one actually who has oh, promoted yes. this <laughs> uh, so in a vision board what basically happens is you put but i have heard about vision boards in other places also uh like mm-hmm. very much a lot i have heard about it um it's a proper technique that people use to um, achieve their goals where you actually put pictures of your um vision or goal in a big uh board or poster and hang it somewhere where you can see everything and mm-hmm. uh lily sing claims that it has literally uh made her uh, goals come true that that was basically the reason she's Uh, where she is today like she actually okay. had on her first vision board to become verified on facebook verified on instagram etc and from there onwards to where she is today mm-hmm. have her own show etc she has always uh, used them in vision boards and then ended up you know making them making them mm-hmm. come true so i so think it's, it's the same about yeah like yeah, clarifying also. what you need with your life and then yeah. uh, sort of reminding itself uh, reminding that to yourself every day yeah yeah it's the same kind of thing yes so um so uh, that uh, was some of the lesson- lessons that robin sharma has suggested that we should take and uh, i think i i recommend i would recommend the book to anybody you can uh, take some time read it it's a, it's a very light read like you don't have to uh, like put uh, like a lot of effort to understand yeah. the things i mean even even if you're not you're not a buddhist even if you you haven't uh, like followed any sort of a spiritual guideline or spiritual kind of living so far it's still uh, accessible it's still understandable to a layman so i think that's a good read uh, on a separate note now uh, this is something i have seen about you chatumi as a lot you mm. post a lot of you know uh, optimistic and you know positive quotes uh things about you know kindness and you know warmth purpose in life having friends all of these very you know beautiful and warm and you know optimistic uh, things on your facebook and on your you know instagram and wherever you publish things on so i see you as a very optimistic person uh from your uh you know angle what do you think about the self help material in general it could be about spirituality improvement or even your finance even your you know productivity sort of every uh, kind of this self help material have uh, things in common so what do you think about this self help concept yeah so i feel like self help has this really bad stigma attached to it Where, yeah exactly the, yeah. exactly the, <laughs> the direction where i want to steer the conversation yeah. so uh i don't think it is very right because honestly if we take anything 
it could be a homosexuality or it could be a person mm-hmm. not wanting to uh, do a job or like anything like literally anything mm-hmm. i mean there is always two sides to it there's going to be a set of people who believe it and a set of people who don't believe it so mm-hmm. criticizing it um per se criticizing anything per se just because you believe it's not right is i don't think is the right thing to do because mm-hmm. uh, there is going to be a set of people who are going to be believing in it as well and mm-hmm. it's the same with self help books this book by robin sharma or any other book they are just giving us techniques for better living it's not yeah so no- from the way yeah exactly from the way i see it uh, these uh, you know these self help materials are more or less a, a perspective of a third person yeah so yeah, i mean you can always yeah there is always a benefit of listening to another perspective. perspective the way someone else looks at the world someone else looks at uh, you know the things around him yeah so uh, that yeah exactly that's one of the things that i really like about self help it's just a matter of you reading it and uh, if you want you can do it if not you ca- you can stay steer away from it uh, there is a certain amount of uh, stigma about people actually uh, just pretending to uh tell that they are actually really good at this whole uh, steering people's lives towards success and uh, etc okay. but i think uh, that basically has to do also with um, the general audiences uh, fake kind of drive towards success like sometimes people are only focused on getting money or like getting a certain uh, illusion sort of a success that they have in their minds so Uh, in that case if they want to do anything and everything to get where they want to go to they might go they might fall for um, certain people that are not, like you know uh, pretending to be self help gurus etc but yes. either way even if even if uh, people go for go to somebody who's pretending to be a self help guru and actually get something out of it well i think that's exactly. okay <laughs> because yes. as, as so long when, as it's uh, good for you when you said su- <laughs> when, when you suggested me the book and uh, when i read uh, the background about this you know self help material in general so just like you said there was a lot of stigma attached to it but one claim is that uh, these uh, methods or these lessons or the things that the authors encourage you to do to make your lives better might not have proper basis or might not have a uh, backing evidence mm-hmm. so this is something this is actually a concern i had about this book now uh, julian mantel yeah. travels to himalaya he meets a set of sages mm-hmm. who uh, spend a very spiritual life so this is fable now this is not actually how the author came uh, like how the author got to know about all these techniques and yeah, he got to know yeah. about it in some other way yeah. he learned it from somewhere he learned it from experience or from other people but adding this uh, fable adding this journey this uh, you know uh, fictional journey of julian mantel isn't that a way of adding some fake credibility to what uh, the author is suggesting don't you think So uh, yeah so here's the thing so when i first started reading this book also the first thing i did was i went to google and searched about robin sharma's background like did he actually leave his ferrari to go and do this 
but no what i found was also that he was just a lawyer who stopped uh, his job to stay at home and write this book uh, and that's how mm-hmm. he started his career of like writing books etc so um someone might say so we don't know where actually he got this um I don't know personally I don't know maybe there are people who know but I personally don't know yeah. where he got these lessons from or all of these things but uh mm-hmm. so I have a certain background from which I actually can gain that some of these uh lessons are true lessons specifically this about um even about this sages in Sivana or this uh, Himalaya that he's speaking mm-hmm. about yeah. uh I personally know someone who Uh, know a lot of people actually who I've met so I, when I was volunteering in Poland there were a few people that that I met who actually mm-hmm. gave up their jobs to go and either travel around the world or volunteer really? in certain yeah. places yeah I actually met I ha- I've met people like that who who hmm. who actually born in like either Netherlands or somewhere and have uh, uh just dropped everything their jobs everything and just uh gathered up all of their savings and gone around the world uh there was this one lady who stopped in africa to volunteer for about 3 months and then ended up going to india and uh, in india uh, was where she she still dresses in these uh, indian clothing sometimes uh oh. and uh, she's vegan now i'm pretty sure she was not vegan before so all of that so i have seen that in people and i also know this other lady who who's who's a husband passed away uh mm-hmm. and to deal with the grief she decided to go to india and take up yoga classes etc and she's dealing with it really well like i have never yeah. seen someone who has dealt with uh, su- such a lot of grief in the way that she does uh, with her daughter so she i so, think yeah yeah so i think there is some credibility to the the yoga to the fact that yoga actually uh, helps your life and uh, the here true here julian mantel or robin sharma is talking about one extreme of it but i have experienced mm-hmm. the lower version of it so i have a sort of an evidence to believe that there may be i'm not sure of course i i don't know but uh, mm-hmm. it, there could be an extreme version of it too so i i i yeah, have so just like you. you said yeah just like you said uh, about your lesson the mindfulness lesson where the author suggests that we look at a rose and you know stay in silent contemplation yes. uh, so it's more or less what we learn uh, about as meditation in buddhism yeah so maybe just like chatomi did just like i did if someone can you know uh, read a self help book but also be conscious about its credibility you know just yeah. do some research about the author do some research about the techniques that uh, he or she suggests then maybe actually now without falling into a trap of uh, you know fake facts so you know made up uh, theories and everything like it's it's i think it's up to the reader i mean yeah. whatever you know in in buddhism they say like you shouldn't uh, accept like, you shouldn't anything believe yeah yeah anybody ever anybody says without uh, being conscious about uh, what they say yeah. so i so think it applies to everything yeah not just yeah, self yeah, exactly. for anything that you find on social media or it just boils down to this really uh, small fact about you being mm-hmm. conscious about the things you read about the things you take in things basically you believe in yeah. you decide to believe in yes, yes.
you heard about the importance of mindfulness and constant self-improvement. Coming up after the break, how to find your motivation without being a victim of this million dollar self-help industry. Just a small heads up to our listeners, uh, both Chatumi and myself are recording this podcast at our homes, uh, not in, you know, sophisticated studios. So there could be a little bit of background noises. I have squirrels, I have birds. Yeah, things like that. I have my kitten shouting here sometimes. <laughs> and also we are, we should mention that we are like uh, recording this during the global pandemic of COVID-19. So we are in two mm, different yes. places and have no way to be together and record. Yes. Yeah, so just please uh, don't mind the small background noises you might hear. Yes. <laughs> so there was another uh, concern. That is, in order to, you know, read a self-help book or listen to a guru, as they say, Uh, you have to admit that you are in a bad place. You have to admit that there's something fundamentally wrong with the way you spend life. This, uh, like, you have to admit that something is wrong to uh, pursue something better. That's what these people uh, uh, yeah. claim. Uh-huh. So, admitting that there is something fundamentally wrong about the way you look at the world, the way you spend your life, that could be harmful. That's what they uh, claim. What do you think? So... uh it this also boils down to this uh, very simple fact where it is i think it is really really okay to uh, once in a while to understand that you are wrong if you are actually wrong about something uh mm-hmm. see i think no matter what it is about even when you are learning something uh, there could be like different aspects to it it could be just something really really sciency it could be uh, i don't know you may agree with me it could be something mathematical there could be two ways to solve one mathematical problem right and yeah. one of these methods will not give you the right answer uh, but you keep mm-hmm. if you keep believing that this is the way to do it and i'm just going to do it this way you will never get the right answer so unless you actually uh, unless you have the kind of mindset where you can accept that you may be wrong uh you cannot really find the right answer so i'm not saying there is just one right answer to life or one right mm-hmm. end to life or one right uh, way to live life i'm pretty sure there's a lot because even the same person who reads this book so it's something that i um, read somewhere i'm not exactly sure where i read it but uh, when we read a book the way we take it in is different Uh, yes. the book almost has nothing to do with it, it mm-hmm. even if it's a fiction or non-fiction the way each person takes what a book says is very different now say you uh, you have a very bad day now yeah. by the end of it you are quite fed up of uh, everything that uh, you have been through that day you're fe- feeling very down now is there uh, have you experienced this where you get a thought as to i shouldn't be feeling sad no feeling sad is bad for me i should somehow cheer up myself is that something you feel as in uh, now what these people claim is that 
that is sort of invalidating your your own feelings yeah so he, no i don't it is, think it's okay uh, to have a shitty yeah. day once in a while yeah, it's I okay to feel sad uh, i'm not sure if it's in this book but uh, i also believe in the fact that people should accept their feelings uh so it is okay to not feel okay i mean it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to feel sad about uh, something but uh, if you can make it better then you can it doesn't me- mean that uh, just because you are feeling bad just because you are feeling sad it does not make you any less of a person it doesn't make you any less of a human uh it's just the way life uh, is so self help might help you if you are looking for a new perspective if you yeah. are looking for a new way to you know help uh, your life yeah even so, this yes, i don't think concern. like self help removes all even if you do every single thing that's told in this book i really don't think it's going to uh, remove all woes or remove all uh, like bad feelings from your life i mean yeah. it's a part of life feeling bad right once in a while yeah exa- exactly where i wanted to go, go <laughs> yeah. next to me now uh, what this uh, people claim is that even if you read a whole a set of self help books it might not change a lot as in um, like people get some sort of a rush when they read these self help books like even though they are not practically doing anything to make their lives better by but just reading itself gives them such a rush gives them a fake feeling that they are actually doing something to make their lives better so this element of you know a binge reading these books binge reading you know self help material could be addictive could uh-huh. uh, have an element of addiction where you are not actually doing anything to make you uh, better but you are just reading about it yeah uh, so i have a confession to make yeah now i i said that my favorite lesson is uh finding your purpose yeah so the author suggests that i should take a piece of paper and uh, write it down mm-hmm. now i thought that it's a very good idea but i actually didn't do it i mm-hmm. mean i didn't it's i don't know why <laughs> i should <laughs> so i think this is uh, this is something a lot of people can relate i mean you read it yeah but, but you, you don't do anything in it <laughs> you don't do everything yeah so um, i think the part where part about addiction actually boils down to anything anything in too too much of a concentration is you know bad for you even like mm-hmm. you know right even water if you drink it too much you uh blood concentration is going to go down and like you know you'll probably die so <laughs> that's that's how it is like um so for me if i so the the best way i can relate to it is also through buddhism where uh it's preached that everything should be in moderation so exactly. you shouldn't go to any extreme even with self help books any book so now that i am actually trying to read more uh, non fiction books i still mix up a fiction book somewhere uh, to the middle of it yes. and uh, i don't uh, i also don't try to read uh, to be too engrossed in this book so this monk who sold his ferrari i started reading it at the beginning of this year and actually it took me about two or three months to finish reading it because uh, uh because i i also read read other books from here and there and like i first uh, take whatever lesson that is told about it and try to sort of uh, absorb it and see if it is going to work out for me if it's going to help me or not so um in yeah, this so way, basically you should be con- conscious, conscious about yeah, what just, uh, yeah it just yeah it just boils down to that fact that you should be conscious and that you should take everything in moderation whatever it is even food i mean it applies to anything 
uh, you should mm-hmm. you i mean uh, we are all human beings with like properly working brains and we have the ability to think we have the ability to um, uh, weigh in the odds and the uh, good pa- good points about any um, anything that is given to us and then uh, make a decision about uh, what is best for us so it it depends mm-hmm. on each person but i think the basic idea is to have anything in have everything in moderation and to uh, do it like properly like if you there is no point of reading a billion self help books if you're not going to use any of it it's the same exactly. with uh, doing a course you know like you know we try these online courses and uh, sometimes mm-hmm. so first at first i I started an online course and I actually downloaded all these videos thinking uh, someday maybe I will uh, I will actually uh, go through these and learn it but the only proper uh, courses that I do only proper learning I do is when I actually apply whatever it is that I'm learning so mm-hmm. if I'm not applying what I'm learning simultaneously uh, with the learning then actually there is no point of what you're doing so yes. in these books also it, it doesn't matter like it doesn't uh, matter how many books you read if you don't uh, apply something and just try it out i mean sometimes maybe these lessons won't work for you uh, or won't yeah. work for someone so there are some I mean, lessons it's just in just some this. person's perspective yeah. is it's not guaranteed to work yeah some of these things actually maybe don't work for me also like i don't know so it's just it's just different and you know you can't expect all seven lessons to be embedded into your life like uh within a matter of few weeks or something it's it's yes. just that's not how life works i think we all are like you know uh, uh, experienced mm-hmm. enough to understand that life is like more or less messy and it's not just not a very structured thing exactly. right yeah. so uh no matter how much we try i really don't think we can um uh we can have a proper structure and do do everything in like a according to a plan i mean just imagine even if you made a plan there is a for the whole day there is a there is a um, possibility that it won't work out that way and some of those things yes. you can't control so um coming back to what you said about um all this reading a lot of self help books without yeah. applying anything so it's it's definitely not going to work out for you so i think anything you take a beat a beat music so it's i think it's a huge problem currently in the society just because someone is doing it you're doing everything and so that's how yeah. i started online courses mm-hmm. at first because everyone <laughs> was doing it so i wanted to try it out and it didn't work out for me uh, doing it uh, because i was not applying what i was learning I think it's the so, same thing. Yeah, with... bottom line is you should be you should be conscious about uh, what you yeah. select to, you know, follow what you select to believe in. Yeah, so and... like j- just because you are getting addicted to self-help material it doesn't imply that you are doing good. So yeah. Uh, once in a while you should reflect upon what you have done whether you have made the progress. Yeah. So I think Chatumi has uh, you I mean I just read this book on your recommendation I read it in a very short period of time yeah. but if I had done what you suggested if I had taken some more time to absorb each of each and every one of these lessons to actually think for myself whether they will work for me or not 
Yeah. I think it will it would help a lot of people uh, than just uh, yeah, the way true. I fell out. Uh, yeah, and book. and you can actually so the, uh, yeah. have a conversation about. So uh, it this it's not about this book. There was this other book I read about communication with people, and the mm-hmm. same lesson, the way I took it, and the way that my friend who read it took it was were two different ways, and I was just. I was uh, so blown away about how he could have taken it in such a different way but uh, that is how it is I think I think it's different for everybody yeah so i mean you can always benefit from a second perspective yeah <laughs> yes so uh, going back to the stigma attached to self help now when i did some research what i found out about this this biggest stigma attached to self help it is not actually specifically for self help materials in general but to the self help industry now this book uh, has uh, sold 3 million copies worldwide so that uh, should be a lot of money so the stigma attached to it is around this around this gurus making a lot of money by uh, you know uh, selling this addictive content according to them yeah so i think it it boils down to uh, also being uh, confident about your own, own self and trusting your own decisions so i think uh, the only way that the industry specifically can force you to uh, keep watching self help videos or whatever is by uh, telling you that uh, unless you buy the whole course uh, it won't do any good to you like you have to watch every episode of this self help coaching in order to um, get something out of it to your life mm-hmm. so so that that's just what the industry says it doesn't mean you have to believe it so you have to yeah. be confident enough to Uh, take it inside into you and uh, actually analyze it and uh, understand that uh, if actually if these self help books or whatever is uh, helpful then i should be able to uh, get something some simple thing out of it at least from uh, yes. one of the episodes or like some episode in the middle or whatever i've actually come yeah, across yeah you. i've actually come across yes. this kind of thing it's uh, more or less like those other uh, other websites or whatever it is that you go to where you register and uh, they ask you for credit card information if you want to have a free <laughs> trial right so it's i think it's the same yeah. basically more or less the same thing and there are others where mm-hmm. uh, i think even instagram profiles uh, uh, so i you, as you said you know i am a very i am someone who actually looks for positivity quotes etc so yes. i've come across these uh, instagram profiles etc where you go to these and they say click the link in bio to know what exactly you should do to achieve this particular thing and then when you go to that they are like uh, subscribe and uh, do this if you want to know <laughs> this particular thing to get this thing and then you know that that itself when you just look at it you realize maybe if they cannot give me something useful in the first few seconds i really doubt even if i subscribe i would get something and it just exactly, and it just yeah. i think the the just the fact that they say if you subscribe you will get to know this particular thing is like a red alarm for me so i think uh, yeah. if people have i mean i'm really reluctant to give my credit card information to like yeah. any of these yeah, uh, yeah even platforms. yeah i don't even give like email addresses to these things 
Uh, I mean, some of these scams are like really dumb. Yeah. I mean, I'm really. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm really. But if you're not yeah, informed. Yeah, surprised that people actually get trapped yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, but you're not if informed. It is actually uh, uh, possible that you get into this kind of thing. That is why you should try to find more knowledge, try to be more informed. I think it applies to anything. Whatever it is, whatever field it is, whether it is news or it's some sort of a news or some sort of an issue, the more you are informed about it only, uh, the more you can make a conscious decision. So it's about being informed. I'm pretty sure just one Google search about self-help books will give you self-help books or self-help, co- self-help coaching will give you plenty of uh, ways to identify if someone is doing something fake or something like that. And, you know... Uh, i'm pretty sure you can also find um uh, reliable resources uh to get this kind of information yes. from so i know it's 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 a lot of information available right now in the world but there mm. are also methods to yeah there are also methods to filter them uh so yeah. every like every dark cloud has a silver lining so i'm sure these dark clouds <laughs> also have silver it's just, a, it's just a matter of you understanding yourself and uh, believing in yourself and trusting yourself to make the right decision instead of just blindly following anything it could be anything it just doesn't apply to self-help only i think it applies to everything so yes bottom line uh, be conscious about what you select to believe in be conscious about uh, your feelings uh, just without blindly following some of the techniques suggested by these gurus so if you do that you can actually get a lot of things out of this self help material in uh, from monk who sold his ferrari uh, as well so i think just like satmi did just like i did you might find stuff that's interesting in this book so i would recommend you to read monk who sold his ferrari if you are looking for a little bit of inspiration looking for a little bit of you know ways to improve your uh, general life Uh, your dreams following your dreams and being mindful about uh, yeah improving your discipline and everything i feel like it's yes, more like uh, getting a different perspective too like if you are looking for a different perspective about life just go ahead and read the book it's i mean we are just yeah. we are just two ordinary girls who happen to you know find a book and read yes. it and uh, get something out of it and maybe you will be able to do the same too and we don't know same yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> So uh good luck with your reading uh, to all my listeners all our listeners and Satvi thank you very much for being here to help my first episode of my podcast it's my pleasure just like you said hope this go places yes it's my pleasure and i am just really uh, happy and proud that i got the chance to help you out like this and it's not really uh helping it's i i i'm getting a benefit out of it too because it's it's a really new experience for me so thank you very much That was Chathumi Thumbovila on positivity and self-help. There's a lot of great books out there and a lot of smart people. At Ramage, I have both. This is your host Amaya Dharmasuri. I'll meet you again with another episode.